and welcome to the Fat Tail Investment Podcast. I'm Callum Newman, and we're talking gold, 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 gold again today. Um, reason being, we're at an important junction in the market. We've had the big low into June. The ASX, the S&P 500 in the US, they've rallied back up. So the question is asked, is this a bear market rally, as in a bit of a sucker's rally and it's going to go down again? Or is the market shrugging off all the things that drove it down and looking towards a new bull market or a period of rising prices? Well, nobody knows, of course. My inclination is to be a little bit on the bearish side or to think that the rally is going to run out of puff. Let's think about what drove the market down. It was interest rates. It's, they're still very uncertain around the world. Inflation, again, still uh, an issue. And probably the biggest one for me is the ongoing war in Ukraine, which is pressuring the natural gas market around the world. So it's driving electricity prices in Europe sky high. And of course, it's sucking all the gas uh, from the US towards Europe, which is driving up the US gas price. Obviously, energy is very important input for a lot of businesses. So companies that start to see pressure on this front will uh, lose their margins. We saw an example of that in Australia. Um, just let me think of the Adbury, uh, which uh, announced its results recently and got cut down on the day about 17%, I think. And part of the reason was uh, the inflationary pressure on energy and labor. So you got to be watching for those kind of things in this market. So... Uh, what we want to talk a little bit about gold because <clears throat> if the market goes down from here, we sh- well theoretically gold could go for a run. Um, but at the moment, it's not moving. And- oh, hang on, my phone's ringing. Oh, excuse me a second. Oh, that's my uncle Rex. Rexy, he's a trader himself. Rexy, have you? Oh, I was just thinking about you before. Have you been trading the market, the, the rally since the June low? I got my rocks off. Oh, how good is this? Oh, wow, sounds like you got a few good trades away. But it, I'm actually doing my podcast right now. If anyone was thinking of getting into the market, do you think the bull market can keep going or, or should they be going defensive? Well, thank you very much. What? Good oh, afternoon to good you. Good afternoon to you too, Rexy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're about to hit the water. Okay, mate. Well, we'll catch you later. Oh, Rexy, what a character. Anyway, so you can see Uncle Rexy's there. He's a little bit bearish on the market. As I said, I'm a little bit bearish. So, okay, well... If we're worried about the share market, what are some other asset classes that could be uh, due for a run? Gold is one of them. Now, gold is a perennial candidate uh, from those that really like it. They always throw it up. doesn't always work. Um, So over the years, I've become a bit jaded about gold in general, I guess, in that sense. But I do think that it's probably now, certainly in US dollar terms, undervalued relative to the expansion in the money supply. What we need to see is the futures market start to bid it up. Now, my colleague Vern Gowdy did a interview with a guy, a momentum technical analyst out of the US, made a very, very compelling case that gold would have a period of higher prices coming up. But And hopefully we'll be talking to him in the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, we've got John Feeney uh, from Guardian Gold just to talk a little bit about gold itself and talking here physical bullion, the role it could play in a portfolio, what he's seeing to do with the gold market and the monetary system at the moment. So. Um, We'll get him on now. I hope you enjoy it. And don't forget, if you're listening, if you're enjoying this, uh, click the like button uh, and you'll also see uh, below uh, the video uh, a way to subscribe to my service, Australian Small Cap Investigator. But for the moment, here's John Feeney. All right, we're talking gold today and we've got a 
man, John Feeney on the line from Guardian Gold. Um, now, to set the scene, we're going to go back August 2020. Gold was booming. Obviously, the big uh, we had at that time the COVID collapse, so there was a lot of nervous money around. Here in Australia, the Aussie gold miners uh, were, were roaring up into what had been a big bull run. Can you, in your words, describe what you think's happened since before we dig in uh, to where it might go next? Sure. Um, yeah, so the way I see the gold market now is we're coming off a period of, um, you know, a major sort of geopolitical event. Um, so the Russian invasion of Ukraine is the most recent sort of, um, uh, you know, driver of, of gold demand in, in, say, this calendar year. Um, so what we saw was a huge um, spike in, say, ETF inflows during the uh, the weeks or the, the days after the, the Russian invasion. So um, the price kind of peaked at that point as well. Um, so you think about a lot of traders that trade everything under the sun uh, would have thought, I'm going to buy gold, I'm going to buy oil uh, during, that, during that time. But a lot of them now probably... Uh, have been selling out of those ETF positions at a loss after, you know, jumping in in the panic. Uh, the market kind of consolidated at the peak there after, after it went a bit parabolic. Um, and so now a lot of those kind of weaker hands, sort of short-term focused um, traders, uh, you know, have been exiting. So you've seen um, ETF flows uh, turn from positive in, um, in March uh, to negative in um, uh, July, uh, June, July. Um, and as they, you know, as they, as they're selling down out of those positions, um, along with the gold price, so you've seen, you know, gold's obviously pulled pulled back, you know, in that regard, despite the inflation numbers that are coming out, because um, I think a lot of that, you know, pent up and additional demands now coming out of the market, and and the way I see the market now is is actually, you know, a much better time to be buying sort of around this period where you know sentiment's pretty low. Uh, around gold, you've still got a lot of issues that, that central banks are, have to face moving forward. Um, and you've also got a lot of that ETF, you know, short-term demand that jumped in on the Russian invasion, uh, you know, geopolitical events now like played out and a lot of them now exited uh, the market. So, yeah, that's a quick summary of, uh, of how I see the gold price and the gold market today. Yeah. If, I, if I had to take the um, devil's advocate position, uh, there's a few people who will go, you know, with inflation prints so high, why hasn't gold done more? Uh... Yeah, I think um, I think the markets in general are in a bit of a state of um, you know thinking that inflation is still going to go away. Like even though inflation stuck around and and the Fed was obviously dead wrong on on it being transitory, right? I think in general, um, you know, market participants are still kind of out there buying stocks. They're still a little bit too uh, optimistic about the future. Um, and so you see, you know, interest rates moving higher. You've seen the US dollar index move higher, and that's obviously impacted gold. And you've had bond yields moving higher, which is typically uh, negative for gold. But I think the most important thing for investors to focus on is um, not like the, the nominal yield of bonds, but, but more the real yield. And so if inflation sticks around and it, and it stays where it is and, and nothing gets resolved soon, I think eventually the gold market will react. But what we've seen just in the recent period here is the, the massive inflows that went into gold on the Russian invasion, like that, that short-term stuff has to come out of the market for it to find its feet and then to move higher again. So that, that's what I see. I see the markets come out, the short-term investors that were just punting, you know, trying to make a short-term profit on, on Russia and Ukraine have now pulled out of the market. So now we've got like a foundation from here, I believe, um, where people will start to think, 
um, you know, more about inflation, more about the challenge that central banks have. Um, but the other thing is, uh, you know, why hasn't gold rallied when inflation numbers are so high? We haven't really seen too much uh, chaos across, you know, equity markets yet, have we? Like a bit of a pullback and a bit of a recovery, um, but nothing, you know, that, that comes close to what we saw in the GFC. So until we see some significant equity market volatility, we, we might see gold, um, you know, take a while to, to get back in the picture again. Um, but, yeah, I think um, gold will have its time, but it's just had a period here where uh, you've had a few um, technical headwinds that, that have weighed on the price. Let's just step back a bit. So we're talking physical bullion here, um, gold bullion. When people come to you, what do you tell them why they would want to hold this? Just put aside the events of today. I mean, it could be 2010, uh, 15, 2020, 2025. What, what's, why do you advise people hold gold? Um, it's funny you ask that because we don't actually advise <laughs> or provide financial advice. Imagine that you did. I put it to say, right, you don't give yeah. advice, but so, what, why should, someone listening to this, why do they even care about gold? Yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's more that like investors will come to us and they'll and they'll explain to us why they why they're thinking about buying gold. Um, but in general, like the, the vast majority of physical gold and silver investors, they just want to preserve their wealth, right? So it's more about wealth preservation over the long term. Um, they're not really speculating too much on the price, you know, jumping up, you know, $100 an ounce the next few, few weeks or whatever. Uh, they want to just, the, the way they see it is they want to just put, put aside, you know, for the very long term, uh, a physical asset that sits outside of the banking system that, um, you know, is uh, generally performs well in inflationary environments. Um, so we've actually seen, like, in the last six months, we've seen a huge amount of physical demand for both gold and silver. Um, and even in the recent few months here, even though the ETF uh, flows have gone negative, so the short-term gold and silver traders are kind of like selling down, what we've seen is um, our physical uh, gold and silver sales are actually really robust in the last few months into this price weakness. So the physical investor kind of looks at the market and tries to buy as low as possible um, with a long-term time horizon, um, whereas like your short-term traders on ETFs will just like react to news. Um, and will those guys generally buy the coins or they just go the bullion bars? Vast majority just buying bars. So if you think about gold, um, physical gold, uh, and, and you're comparing options, like the lowest cost way to buy uh, physical gold is to buy like larger cast bars. So your cast bars, you know, the, the premium that you're paying above the gold price is only about 1% um, or thereabouts, and it goes up to about 1.5%. But with coins, it's a lot uh, It's a lot more. It could be like 2%, 3% above the market to buy a gold coin. So the vast majority of investors that buy physical just stick to the lowest cost stuff, which is the physical bars. Um, and it's counterintuitive. Most people think like when they see our vaults and, you know, how much security is involved and um, the size of the operation, they often think that the storage of gold is expensive, but it's actually quite cheap. It's only like $270 for a box that would hold uh, 20 kilos of gold. And do most people leave it with you or do they take it back with them or is it just a mix? We, we get a mix of people collecting and then I'm not sure where they take it. We'll store it. <laughs> <The> back <backyard. laughs> dig, a hole in the, dig a hole in the backyard and hope, hope that they remember where it is. So I'm not sure. But, um, but then, yeah, about half the clients will uh, store with us in a safe deposit box, um, store with us remotely. So they'll be based in say in Perth or based in Brisbane and they're buying gold 
through us. Um, we store it stashed away into their, their safe deposit box. So they've got a specific box and we take a photo of their holdings and send through inventory statements and stuff. So they can either come in and collect it, store it with us um, and be the key holder, or we can hold the keys for them and they can be, you know, interstate or, or overseas even. And do you find when you talk to these guys, are they generally well-versed in monetary history and and yeah. currency yeah. and the discussion around central banks? Like they're obviously knowledgeable about the overarching yeah. reason yeah. that people go to gold. Generally speaking, a gold investor has a lot um, – uh, a lot of, uh, well, a very big interest in economics um, and what's happening with central banks and just the overall financial system. So a lot of gold investors look at it and go, look at the financial landscape and say, you know, with fiat currencies, um, uh, a lot of them are temporary. Uh, a lot of central banks are having like really significant issues with um, with fiat currency and, and hyperinflation. So you've got like, you know, uh, Argentina, um, recent ones like Zimbabwe, um, you know, any fiat currency can go to zero, right? Because it's just completely backed with, you know, government promises and hopes and prayers, really. Um, so you, you, your, your average gold investor really understands money, whereas most people, um, like I remember having a chat with my, my dad about, you know, how money's created and, and that sort of thing. And he was like, really? Like, I, I didn't, didn't realise, like, um, you know, when you go to get a loan at the bank, uh, the money doesn't exist in the first place, but the money's created when the bank, you know, writes a loan and things like that. So the average gold investor knows um, a lot more about money and how it works, how it's created and, and economics than, say, other investors that are just getting into stocks and so forth. So it usually takes a, a while uh, for, for someone to get into gold and there's not a lot of uh, mainstream coverage of gold um, in the media like there is with um, with shares and, and so forth. And... Gold's always got its little buddy silver. Is the demand there the same, or does it sell more or less, or it's 50 50? Or, yeah, so with um, uh, I, I guess with most physical bullion dealers, uh, they might have about 70% of their sales go through gold and about 30% into silver, something like that. Might actually be less in terms of silver. Uh, what we find here, uh, at Guardian Vaults and Guardian Gold, we have um, you know, the largest. Um, private vaults in the country, um, so two in Melbourne and, and one in Sydney, um, and we find uh, our silver sales make up um, about thirty-five to forty percent of our gold sales. Uh, oh, sorry, as a percentage of our total sales. So we actually get quite a lot of uh, silver investors, just given the amount of storage space we have here, because our largest safes go up to a thousand kilograms. So um, you know, we, we we cater to people that are buying you know millions of dollars worth of silver and want to store it physically. Um, so we'd probably have more silver sales than the typical bullion dealer as a mix. Um, but, yeah, silver's, I guess, just a leverage play on gold. It, it, it's going to move quicker than gold. It tends to move in the same direction most of the time, has a strong correlation. Um, smaller market takes less dollar value to move. So people buying silver are bullish on gold but, but think silver has, um, you know, a, has more upside, basically. That's what they're thinking. And you personally, you, you mentioned that you've invested in gold equities in the past uh, earlier to me. Uh, do you follow technical indicators of gold? I just was looking at my software package here and there's an indicator called a COPOC indicator, which has been around a long time. I was just looking at it and it was like, you could argue that it's making a signal as a towards gold. Um, you personally, is there a particular way that you look at the gold market or you're just happy to hold it? Come what may. Uh, in terms of technical stuff, like I prefer like the really, really simple 
um, technical analysis that, analysis that basically tells you when the market's overbought or oversold. And I like to look at it on a long-term basis. So um, one, of the, my, one of my favourite ones is just looking at a weekly chart of gold, for example, um, with the Williams percent indicator, which is like a stochastics indicator that tells you how, how oversold the market is or how overbought it is on a weekly scale. And a weekly scale is more of a long-term sort of look at the market. Um, but that generally coincides with most major lows in, in, in gold. So uh, that's one that I personally like to use. Like even if I'm buying physical, I like to wait to, to, to see that where the market's in an oversold weekly position and then I'll just gradually buy a bit here and there um, during those times and I'll avoid the times where the market's heavily overbought because what that does, is it, it takes emotion out of it. So when everyone's jumping on board buying gold because of Ukraine, the market was significantly overboard at that time, right? So, like, if all you did was look at a chart, you'd go, all right, I'm not touching it. Whereas, like, your emotions are telling you, shit, I've got to, I've got to jump in right now, you know. Um, so that's one thing I use. Um, another one is just following the ETF um, uh, inflows and uh, net inflows or outflows to get, a, to get a gauge on what, like, retail sentiment is like um, because you kind of want to do the opposite. Like, when... When you know ETF inflows are through the roof um, and everyone's everyone's jumping over each other to buy, I'd, I'd try to avoid those position, uh, spots when buying, say, either gold miners or gold or silver. And I'll look for the, the times where um, you know ETF outflows are as bad as they look. Um, I like times in the media where like the media's hyper bearish on gold. You know, like. <laughs> Those sorts of periods in time are the ones that I really like. Where it's just and, and you generally playing off the the US markets, so the US futures and US ETFs, or are you looking yeah. at what's happening here in Australia too? Yeah, sentiment wise, I usually look at the US um, gold price more than the Aussie one. Um, but I guess um, from from buying when I'm buying physical metals, I, I tend to look at the Australian dollar gold price more than anything because the, the Aussie dollar movement's quite important as well. Um, and that'll, you know, that'll set, that'll indicate when the market's heavily oversold. If you get a really, really big jump in the Aussie dollar or something like that, it'll push the prices down for us. So, um, yeah, so I watch both pretty closely. But I've been watching gold and silver, you know, every day as part of my job almost for the last nine years, like all day, every day. So, um, you know, I kind of get a, a decent feel for, um, for the market. What, what brought you to the gold market in the first place? Uh, I think I got interested uh, pretty, let me think what year it was. Um, well, my, my interest in gold in general kind of started when, uh, shortly after the global financial crisis. So I was studying um, business and economics at uni. Um, and at the time, uh, you know, the global financial, like everything that I learned basically throughout high school, because I was in high school economics and everything, uh, everything I learned in economics um, kind of fell apart during the global financial crisis and it really annoyed me that like the vast majority of people or vast majority of economists like I remember reading a New York, New York Times post where it was like 90 something percent of economists you know failed to see the global financial crisis coming and I found that like incredibly bizarre and interesting right because like how do you have a profession where like 90 percent of them wrong that's completely useless yes yeah like at, a, at, at such a major event and so then I started looking at, like, okay, so who are the economists that got it right? Um, and then finding a few of them and, and just, just comment, commentators in the, in the US that got the, um, the, the global, financial, global financial crisis right, right? It's like, who are these people? And then looking into that, um, a lot of those sorts of people 
uh, also talk about gold or have gold positions because they're, they're kind of skeptical. They don't follow the mainstream narrative. They, they, um, you know, they, um, they also kind of led me to to gold as a, as an asset class. Um, and gold is kind of underrepresented uh, across mainstream finance. Like I remember, if you do if you do your diploma in financial planning, for example, like gold gets like two sentences, right? So. <laughs> It's, you kind of got to look beyond the mainstream to get into gold. And, uh, yeah, I, start, I mean, the first, I think the first ounce of gold I bought was in 2013. Um, and it was around, uh, I think it was around $1,400 an ounce or something. So I, the way I thought of gold is like just like a, a really long-term stable currency that's been around for thousands of years. And I don't expect to get super rich from, from owning gold. It's more that I, I, I expect to preserve my wealth and do a lot better than having the money in cash. So... Yeah, that's how I got into it, and yeah. And you mentioned gold equities there. I mean, um, in terms of where the Aussie gold uh, shares are at the moment, are you just following along and, and watching as things develop? Yeah, I mean, I do own some gold equities still. Um, I was uh, I started buying them around the same price, uh, so, so around the same time. I think around two thousand fifteen or something, uh, two thousand fourteen. I started buying some of the Aussie um, gold miners. Uh, I don't really own uh, any overseas ones, just Australian ones. But the, the reason I liked gold mining equities originally was just due to how much cash they were, uh, you know, how much cash they were earning uh, relative to the stock price. So it was more like a, um, uh, it wasn't it wasn't so much being bullish on gold. It was more like a valuation point of view. Like I remember looking at gold miners in 2015 and thinking, look, a lot of these are trading at you know, five or six times cash, free cash flow, um, you know, got good management teams, uh, some of them, some of them didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, it was more like a value play. So, um, look, obviously if gold goes higher, the miners just, you know, earn a lot more, much larger profits. So I think if you look at the gold mining equities right now, a lot of people that are buying them are probably just looking for a leverage play on gold because, of course, if the gold price rises, the, the mining equities will go up. You know, um, you know, theoretically, price. yeah, theoretically. Well, <laughs> on, average, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on average, it has a significant impact. Like if the gold, if the gold price goes up ten percent, it'll have yeah. more than a ten percent increase on on the average profit of a gold mine, right? Because the, the margins are, you know, make it so. So, um, yeah, but now I, I still own gold miners. Um, I haven't really uh, bought into any again, but I it's probably time that I take a good look at them again. Because um, a lot of them have come down off the recent highs by quite a bit. Absolutely. All right, let's just turn to, in, I'm thinking of the, the current market, a thinking QT we hear a lot about, so the Fed tightening the balance sheet. Do you think that's a headwind for gold or it's not an issue or maybe it is, maybe it isn't? Yeah, I think, um, so, so most people have opinion like QT or like tightening by central banks, therefore bad for gold, right? Um, or increasing interest rates is, is bad for gold. Like you, you hear a lot of that. But I think it's important to look, uh, you know, if you want to look at the, the last period where inflation was at the levels that we see today, like that's the 1970s period, right? So I think like 1972 to 1982 from memory, um, could be wrong here, but I think it was around that time uh, or that, those years, that decade, um, yeah, the gold price went up something like 400%. And that was during a time where interest rates went from, um, I think they went from 5% to 15% or something, right? So, like, 
interest rates tripled. So you had huge monetary tightening. You had, you know, massive increases in interest rates. You had huge increases in bond yields. Um, but still gold managed to, um, you know, rise substantially during that period. Um, and it's hard to find, like, another example where right now we're in, that we're in where, like, you've got inflation through the roof, you've got central banks only kind of thing that they can do is tighten monetary policy or increase rates in order to combat it. But that's, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but it's surely going to have a huge impact on the global economy, um, surely going to lead to, you know, significant recessions globally. Mm. Uh, equity markets have surely got to have a very difficult time um, ahead of them under this under this period. Um, so, yeah, I think um, gold can rise regardless of uh, what interest rates are doing. Interest rates could go up and gold could double still. just depends on what sort of, you know, equity market volatility you see in the meantime and how much panic that generates and so forth. And the US dollar, of course. And the US and what the US dollar does as well, yeah. So, um, yeah, so as a gold investor, I'm not really concerned about higher rates. It's like more about like, you know, the, the real interest rates in the economy and that's, you know, factoring in inflation. Because if inflation continues at a really high level, then obviously the real rates are really low or negative, right? So... Um, well, no, um, I remember the last peak in gold when it was... Uh, uh 2011 i think it was uh 900 in the us kind of thing so gold has sort of not done much over the last us dollar terms mm. the last 10 years but it's hard not to think it's undervalued relative to what's happened since so i personally think it's really interesting in the next 12 months mainly because as you say the the difficulties in the world economy are, are sort of throwing up all sorts of problems for shares so just watching the aussie um market recently there's all sorts of cost pressures and downgrades and it's not an easy place to be so if we do get uh, a bit more turmoil there i do think gold will catch a bit so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out all right so um i'm told that you do regular updates on the gold market it's true how can if people are interested how can they keep following you uh yeah so guarding gold uh on the website there they can um follow the market updates page. Um, I've actually got one that's coming out uh, probably Monday, um, should get posted up there, um, which is just covering the recent sort of moves in gold and silver. Um, and uh, yeah, if you wanted to subscribe to, you know, receive those via email, um, it's just a free service. We've got a free account that you can set up on Guardian Gold um, if you want to follow us and, and keep updated. So um, yeah, so it's just Guardian Gold. You, you'll find it just Googling Guardian Gold and, and, and market updates from there. All right, beauty. Well, I'll sign up and we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, and hopefully we can touch base maybe in three or six months and we'll see what's going on in the market scene. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's going to go either one way or the other, and I'm fairly sure it's up, but we'll find out. Uh, so we'll touch base again in six months. Perfect. Okay. Thanks for having me. Pleasure.